Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG, and I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affects your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and make sure you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Make Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. The link is in the show notes. Let's start this episode. Hey there, and welcome back to a new episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. And today I want to talk a bit more about your immune system. I want to explain what the biggest challenge is with your immune system, and but also tell you what you can do to um, improve it, fix it, um, and so that you reduce your overall inflammation. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I look at endometriosis as an inflammatory disease, not a hormonal disease. I focus on your digestive, and immune systems to reduce your um, symptoms and the severity of it. So today I'm going to look at the immune system in particular. And in some upcoming episodes, we'll look at um, digestive system. So what is the biggest challenge with your immune system? Well, there are two parts to this. Firstly, it's way too easily triggered. And secondly, when it is triggered, it actually doesn't work all that well. So first, let's look at what I mean by it's too easily triggered. So the main job that your immune system, one of the jobs that your immune system has is to spring into action when a foreign invader, a pathogen like bacteria or viruses or anything that uh, could harm your body has entered your body like uh, or is threatening to enter your body. Uh, for example, you know, when you have, um, well, like a virus will have already entered your body, um, bacteria, there might be around a wound on your skin, for example. Now, unfortunately, your immune system gets triggered more than it should. And that has a lot to do with food intolerances. So your food intolerance, most women with endometriosis have intolerances to very healthy foods um vegetables uh, even meat and just fresh foods um, and that causes leaky gut or gut hyperpermeability allowing undigested food particles to enter your bloodstream and they're not supposed to be there so when there are things in your bloodstream that are not supposed to be there that triggers your immune system so th- even though they're not really dangerous they are um, normal things that enter the body still um, your body your immune system because it's in the bloodstream goes oh, ah, panic stations and it is triggered the other part to that is that your gut microbiome so the bacterial balance in your gut is out of balance um, you have to put it really simply you have too many of the bad guys and not enough of the good guys And the bad bacteria produce chemicals called endotoxins, and they trigger the immune system as well, those endotoxins. So you've got these 
two things happening that make your immune system constantly active, constantly trying to fight invaders and fight things um, that are not really uh, majorly problematic for your body. Now, once and then the second part of the of the big problem is that once it's triggered, it actually is not that effective. Um, so you produce so the, normally when the immune system is triggered, it produces a number of um, immune uh, cells that have particular functions um, and they need to deal with the situation. Um, now, when you have endometriosis, we know that there are some specific issues there. So one of the key immune cells that your immune system produces are called pro-inflammatory cytokines. So pro-inflammatory tells you what it does. Um, it, these cells create inflammation and you produce way too many of them. So your immune system goes overboard with these producing these pro-inflammatory cytokines producing a lot of inflammation. Um, and that inflammation is at the heart of your endometriosis and most of your symptoms. Another type of cell, um, which are called lymphocytes, the sort of white blood cell, um, you produce large amount of. Now these cells need to, they almost triage the um, the threat, if you like. So it's their role to determine what type of immune response is needed to deal with whatever triggered the immune system. Unfortunately, although you produce large amounts of them, they are not very effective. Um, they are underperforming. They are underperforming triage nurses, if you like. So your, your immune response is not regulated properly. Um, which means that the, the it can be over the immune system can overreact. A third type of cell that it, um, or just two types of cells that the immune system uh, produces are on the one hand natural killer cells, and on the other macrophages. Now natural killer cells, their job is to kill cells that have been infected by a virus, so uh, or have been infected by anything um and so and really you know that the, the words the name says it natural killer cells so they are supposed to kill not so much the virus but the um the cell that the virus has infected so if the, that cell or the host for the viruses need hosts if the, the virus cell the, the infected cell is killed then the virus can't multiply um they, they also have a bit of a, 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 so they not, so they need to be able, when it comes to um, inflammation, they need to be able to, to, to kill whatever cells have been infected by the danger, so to speak. Now, you make heaps of them, uh, but they're also not very effective. And then the other type of cells call is macrophages. And one of their roles is to eliminate cells that are damaged or diseased. Um, so both combined are kind of the mop up, um, so the, the garbage men of of the immune um, system. So you you again you produce both, but neither of them are very effective. And then the final issue is that um, when we test the blood of women with endometriosis for 
immune response, um, we find um, autoantibodies. So your immune system um, can develop um, cells. Um, so, so it's normal. One of the things that it does is when you um, become sensitive to, let's say, pollen, right? Um, or let's, or, or something, um, uh, um, I don't know, an, an allergy, for example, to peanuts or something. Um, then your body, the first time you get exposed to it, your immune system doesn't like it, um, but it doesn't necessarily respond yet. But what it does is it creates an, um, an antibody to it, meaning it's a sort of a memory cell so that the next time your body is exposed to this particular thing, in this case, uh, peanuts, uh, you, the, your immune system has these memory cells that remember what was dangerous and what the response was. So sometimes your body produces um, auto antibodies, which means that it develops antibodies, these memory cells, against tissues that your are your body's own. So this is the basis of autoimmune diseases. Um, now, what's interesting is that um, in women with endometriosis, we find autoantibodies in their blood. So their bodies have their immune system has made these memory cells against its own tissue and cells. And some the specific ones that we find are anti-endometrial antibodies. So um, that means that your immune system has developed these memory cells against endometrial tissue and endometrial cells. Um, so it basically says um, that this increases your inflammation because it because you produce endometrial tissue all the time. Um, your immune system is constantly um, triggered by your own endometriosis. Um, and it, uh, I find this a particularly interesting um, thing because it sort of indicates that endometriosis is um, potentially an autoimmune disease. Now, I'm hoping that that is um, what, what's going to be the case, that it's going to be classified as an autoimmune disease, which takes it out of gynecology and obstetrician and in the rep, out of the reproductive area and puts it into the immune system as a disease, which, which will give us a totally different focus on how to deal with it. Um, for, for now, nobody's going to go there. I think I'm just... I'm just sitting here hoping that for myself, but I find that that a much more logical explanation of what might be going on. Um, so, so that's why that's the problem with your immune system. The, you produce the typical immune cells, but some of them way too many. Uh, some of them uh, don't work properly. Um, and you get these uh, auto-antibodies auto that also keep your um, immune system triggered. Um, of course, now the question is, what can you do to fix it? Well, uh, the most important thing is to stop, is to try and stop the immune system from being triggered so much, um, because then it doesn't have to produce all these uh, immune cells 
and it doesn't create all that inflammation. So what I do is look at how can we I don't know, give give your immune system a break and allow it to do what it's supposed to do and respond to what it's supposed to respond to, which is, you know, viruses and bacteria, etc. Um, and the best way to stop it from being triggered unnecessarily is to avoid foods that you're intolerant to and to improve your microbiome. Um, the Really, the immune system to light part sits in your gut. So... Um, uh, if you can remove foods that cause leaky gut that stop and, and allow your gut to heal, then you don't have these undigested food particles that get into your bloodstream. Um, you also, if you improve your microbiome, you don't have as many endotoxins produced by the bad bacteria, which also doesn't trigger your immune system so much. Um, so that that is uh, finding out what your food intolerances are is a bit of detective work, um, and it you know you you can um, go on a complete elimination diet and then slowly move things back in, but that's uh, really difficult. There are things we can do. Um, we can use tests to find out what you are intolerant to, um, and of course then when you remove foods. Uh, you also need to make sure that you still get all the nutrients that you need, despite having removed um, certain foods from your diet. So it is tricky. It is um, it's not a straightforward thing to do, uh, but it is very important. And improving your microbiome, it can be about uh, taking the right probiotics. It can also uh, mean just changing what you eat, making sure that you eat foods that feed the good bacteria and stop eating things that feed the bad bacteria. And your biggest uh, strategy there is to eat lots of fresh fruit and vegetables um, because your the good bacteria love fiber um, and the bad bacteria love sugar. So if you keep that in mind, um, the more fibrous food you can eat, the more you feed your the good bacteria, the more um, sugary foods you eat and the more processed foods you eat, the more you feed the bad bacteria. It's a bit more complicated than that, but that's a, um, that's a, a, a just a, a, you know, a first approach that you can start to take. Don't take, don't go to the supermarket or the chemist or the, the pharmacist or, and, and get uh, probiotics because probiotics um are not the, all the same and you need to ha get the exact right um, strain and exact right type of probiotic um, for specific issues and also what you what what you can buy over the counter is typically um, not the kind of probiotic you need um, the other thing you can do is eat things that support your immune system. So it's clear that it's not working properly. And I mean, one of the reasons that it's not working properly is because it's been over, you know, over triggered. So it's, you can imagine, it's tired. It's, it's, it's just, it needs a break, but it also, you can eat certain foods that provide the nutrients that your immune system needs to function properly. Um, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, in particular things like carrots and broccoli, um, red capsicum, sweet potatoes, berries, um, avocados, mushrooms, asparagus, um, things like lentils, beans, legumes, and definitely lots of green leafy vegetables. 
And it's very important that you make sure that each meal consists of at least half plant matter and that it covers the colors of the rainbow. So if you look at what's on your plate, I would say half of that should be plant-based foods. Um, whereas in most definitely Western cultures, uh, we eat way too much meat and way too many um, simple carbohydrates. Um, so uh, rice, uh, pasta, all those um, they're actually food for the bad bacteria. So you don't want to eat um, a lot of it. So lots of, of fruit and veg. Um, also eat foods that contain B vitamins. Um, B vitamins are very important for your immune system. And we're talking about beef, chicken, eggs, lamb and fish. Now, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, that gets a little bit more challenging. But make sure you eat lots of um, nuts and seeds and legumes and and uh, a lot of variety of uh, fruit and vegetables. Um, getting enough vitamin B when you're vegetarian or vegan is a lot more challenging <clears throat> um, than if you eat meat because meat, um, animal products are a good source of vitamin B. Um, the other one is vitamin D. Uh, and you just need to get out in the sun to increase your vitamin D. That's the best way to do it. It's the most effective way for your body to process vitamin D. Um, if for some reason that's a bit challenging, cod liver oil is also good to take. So it, it really is important, important to understand that the immune system plays a big role because we're talking about inflammation as a, as as at the heart of endometriosis and inflammation is the key sort of um, weapon or one of the key weapons that your immune system has that it that it brings into play um, but your immune system is triggered way too easily and uh, the, the the cells that it produces are just not functioning all that well so um we, unless you do something to support your immune system and your digestive system, that inflammation will continue to be there and get worse. Um, okay, so that was the topic for today. I will see you again in the next podcast. Bye for now. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a, an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's an obligation-free, totally free 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.